Welcome to Topple Uncaged. I'm Steve Topple and you're locked on to the UK's hottest politics and music podcast. Each week, I bring you the rawest takes on the big stories making the news, always joined by a very special guest. Then, I pleasure your mind, body and soul with the freshest, most banging international music going. Uncaged. Hey, hey, uh, I'll bag you tensils. Leave a man nicely cut up like Banksy stencils I make the bacon roll and bring it back in red sauce I'm on another frequency, I'm hearing pets talk I'm getting them all gassed up without the petrol I'm hearing them all talking, so I'm saying let's talk See a man hush, going on some next walk Dodgy character, I bet that he injects chalk Are you dumb? Are you stupid? Are you mad? And are you crazy? Too many men Regular listeners to this podcast will know that my girlfriend Nicola, you can follow her on Twitter, it's at Nicola C. Jeffrey. Nicola always moans at me because she says I lavish too much praise on artists. And as I always say to her, it's only because I have the best artists on this podcast who I think are amazing and an exciting talent. And my guest on this week's show is no exception to that rule. I do think, seriously, he is one of the most exciting UK rappers out there at the moment. He effortlessly glides between different styles. He spits like the best of them with some real, in my opinion, sort of old school hip hop sensibilities. But more than that, he is talking about subjects which some artists would not even touch with a barge pole. He is extremely skilled and he's a lovely guy already. I've been chatting to him off air. I'm very excited to welcome him onto the podcast. It is Anon the Artist. Anon, thank you so much for coming on to do this. It, it took us a while to get here, didn't it, actually? We, there's a bit of, <laughs> bit, of um, bit, bit of dramas trying to get you on, but we got there in the end. So thank you for coming on. I really nah. appreciate it. No, nah, thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. I do, I do. Thank you. Let's cut to the chase, because I'm always interested in people's backstories, if you like, not in a Simon Cowell X-Factor yeah. kind of journey kind of way. What was your journey? And we'll see you weeping by someone's grave or something. Not that kind of journey, but your proper <laughs> musical journey. Um, like I said in the introduction, you, you are a skilled rapper and lyricist. When, when did you realise that you sort of had a talent for music and specifically rap and writing rhymes? Uh, do you know what I used to... When I was younger, I used to seclude myself. I was I was very much a loner, right? Like at school, I was a class clown, but when I went home, I didn't socialize with anybody. I just sort of stayed in my room, and I used to listen to like So Solid Crew, Dizzy Rascal, Wiley on Upfront FM, and that. And then, like, I used to think, yeah, man, I could I could I could do this MCing thing, you know, and like get out so like how I feel and stuff. And then I used to come out with deep lyrics, and people used to think like, oh, this kid's like fifteen, sixteen, and he's like spitting garage mc lyrics but like about how he's feeling and shit instead of just like you know what i mean standard flows and then from there i just i started listening to rap and then yeah i was just like yeah i feel i feel this rap thing as well and it just any way to write i was just writing how i felt really from young from like 15 16 I mean, it's the best way to start if it's natural because a lot of artists kind of, not so much rap artists, but some of the artists go down there, oh, I went and trained at stage school and blah, 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 blah. But it's often like, it's, they come across as a bit sort of false and manufactured. And I think doing it naturally, yeah. especially writing about what you're feeling, is the best way to be. You, it's interesting you say that you sort of were listening to grime and then sort of looked more into rap because, as I said in the introduction, you are really kind of musically diverse if you look at your catalogue of tracks. I mean, you 
you so you go from um, something like 420, which is essentially real sort of hip hop sensibilities in yeah. terms of, in terms of how it's arranged, the percussion. You kind of got the snare and the hi hats yeah. going on, and and the way you rap, and then you go full on drill, um, which again is brilliant, and you and you do it masterfully. You go full on drill with ouncing, and yeah. then you flip to your most recent two singles, Medicated and Medicated Part Two, which yeah. um, we'll get into them later. They're kind of hip hop ballads if you like um you're extremely yeah. extremely talented at being diverse and being able to turn your your skills at rhyming to to anything is it is that a reflection in like your own musical taste do you do you just listen to grime or hip-hop or, or it, it, is it just because you you feel that certain lyrics and certain subjects matter cert, sort of fit into certain genres what what makes you so diverse yeah to be honest it's, it's it is it's the music i listen to you know like what? One day I could wake up and I'll be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna listen to a bit of Logic or a bit of Cadet or like, do you know what I mean? Some like some deep rap or something like that." Next day I can wake up and I, I want to listen to some Tracy Chapman greatest hits. Like, do you know what wow, I mean? Yeah. Come on, shout out Tracy Chapman. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then, like, yeah. So, like, and then the next day I wake up and I'll just be feeling like, yeah, whoever like Lowski or someone like that. Do you know what I mean? And I'll just be feeling that drill thing. So. And then I'm just like, I get inspired real easily. That's the thing with, with what I've got, borderline personality disorder. My, my feelings and emotions are real extreme. So if, I, if I'm low, I'm real low. But if I'm inspired, I'm real fucking inspired. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm about to make fucking four tracks of this right now. Like, do you know what I mean? And I'll write about everything and it will just flow. I won't even think. And then within a couple of hours, I've wrote three, four tracks and people just like, man. You know what I mean, and then, but that that is why, man. I just every every day I wake up listening to music, and it's different every day. Right? It's literally different. It and I love listening to new music, new music as well. Like you know, what I mean, when people say, "Ah, oh, check this artist out," I'll look deep into them, look at all their interviews, everything that if there's any behind the scenes footage, I want to get to know everything about that artist. You know what I mean? And then that just inspires me massively, man. Well, it's great that you are so diverse and, like I say, extremely, extremely masterful at it. You you touched on the fact you live with um, borderline personality disorder, and I want to I want to get into a bit about that now because the most recent two tracks you've released are Medicated and Medicated Part Two, which are about mental health. So, first track, Medicated. It's it's this stunning, stunning track. It's composed by the grime violinist who who is amazing. I'm a, I think she's extremely again another really talented artist. It is it, and it's this hip hop ballad. I mean, she has this haunting sort of violin line running through it. You then have your your vocals, which again it shows how masterful you are, but it shows also that you're you're kind of grounded more in hip hop, in my opinion. You go from kind of this low pitched kind of calm rap which you then eventually flip up at points into this higher-pitched, kind of almost uh, angry and um, kind of desperate kind of mm. rap, as it were. And there's complex rhyming patterns going on in there as well. You don't stick to just one sort of rhythmical um, sequence, as it were. And a brilliant, brilliant video, which I'll touch on in a bit as well. Then you go to Medicated Part 2, which again is fantastic, and different um, artists with you on that one is Mick, Mick Pankhurst, he's a brilliant vocalist, he's great on it. Um, but again, you, your rhyming style and your delivery in terms of your pitch is is absolutely superb. And the whole thing is brilliantly brought together with videos by um, is, is Lee Prophet. Yeah, is yeah, Lee Prophet, yeah. Fucking stunning videos, stunning Thank videos, and 
they tell a story and so you get you get part of the story in part one and then you go into part two which sort of brings the story to its conclusion and obviously i'm not going to give away what, what happens in the videos because i want yeah. people to go go and watch them and the whole thing i mean I have to say, it's, they're two of the most powerful tracks I've heard this year, and I listen to a lot of different styles of music. And they're so powerful, in, firstly, because of the, the video. I mean, it's top-quality filmmaking, and because of the video. Secondly, because of the musical arrangement and musical production. But what makes them so powerful, and this is, we'll talk about this in a bit, is the fact that your delivery and um, your, your ability to get a message across through not only your music, but through your lyrics as well, and get it across to an audience which wouldn't necessarily ever discuss mental health or talk about mental health that's probably one of the most powerful things about it there are few people doing what you actually do out there at the minute and i and i i i found both tracks like really stunning and really really moving as well and you, you should be extremely proud of what you've done they're absolutely fantastic oh, and the I really appreciate links to them will obviously be in the show notes i mean essentially the 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 story is a sort of a man who's who's desperate and battling with his mental health and you're quite open about the fact that it is based on your own experience i mean what why did you come to the conclusion to go right i'm going to put this shit down on paper and then turn it into music was why did you come to that decision and was it a difficult one to be so like raw in in what you're saying no, do you know what it was? All right, I'll break it down to you properly yeah. then, yeah. So, you know, I said that I started writing at like a young age and then basically I hit a bad mental health stage at like 16, 17. I stopped music altogether for like 10, 12 years and just was in a real bad place. Then I had real bad things happening in my life that led to me writing a suicide note. And the starting line of that suicide note was basically saying, everyone's saying I'm crazy, I'm twisted, this, that, and the other. And then I just sort of broke down and then had this whole thinking thing of, actually, let me go back to the one thing that I was ever good at, and I was writing music, and that was the only way I could get shit off my chest because I wasn't getting seen by therapists, I was getting passed around people, and I just thought, fuck it, let me just try and pull it out like this. And then I wrote it, and then... Yeah, in my head, I already knew like how how I wanted it all to go, and and that was that was the first song that I wrote coming back, you know. That, and then I released the other shit, but I was sitting on this because I just I just knew it was something different. Do you know what I mean? I knew there was such a strong message there that I didn't want to just do it quick, you know. And then yeah, man, that's that's kind of how it all, all came together. I just thought yeah, and then when I heard the second one, I just thought, yeah, I need to write part two. Like when I heard the beat, I was like, I need to finish it. And then in my head, I already knew how the video was going to be. I knew it was going to be based on my life and, and people not really paying attention of the signs that I was struggling and how I felt secluded in that. And my start, I wanted people not to feel secluded. I want them to hear that and go, wow, no, I'm not the only one that's going through that. You know what I mean? And that's kind of how it all come about. So it was all from a suicide note, really. Blimey, that's quite that's quite a story, and and you're I mean you're spot on that making people feel that they're not just out there battling it on on their own, and that that comes yeah. across brilliantly from both from both tracks. Can I? I'm, I always sorry, I always do this. I have a script, and then I essentially just tear it up, no, um, and I and I go off onto other tangents. I just want to sort of I want to talk a bit about um, what you say in the tracks and what you just touched on then that you were sort of being passed from pillar to pillar as such and not really mm. getting the support and that's when i listen to 
the the tracks for about the third time because I I kind of I listen when I'm speaking to an artist and when I like something I listen to it and I listen to it again listen to it again listen to it again and I listen to it about the third time and I, I was sort of thinking yeah he sounded like he he didn't get any support that he needs even though he was obviously in the in the <clears> system <throat> in terms of mental health he wasn't getting the support he needs I mean was that I'm interested so your experience was that no one was really helping you in the way they should have done and they were just sort of people just saying you're no you're crazy you're bad as it were was that your experience yeah Yeah, so like i realized that friends and family were cutting me off because i was this bad person i was doing these bad tricks but there was you know nothing wrong with me at the time because since young doctors just said i was depressed but when i finally got diagnosed with borderline personality disorder at the time now it's called emotionally unstable personality disorder when i got diagnosed with that and they listed all of these traits. I was just like, they've literally just listed my whole life of things that I've been doing, things that I've been doing wrong, maybe because of this. Do you know? And now I understand this. Do you know what I mean? And so yeah, I was I, for ages I was misdiagnosed, and I was given this medication just for depression, which was just making me feel so shit. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't helping me. And then when I was finally diagnosed, and I got my therapy, and I started getting my help, and I was on the correct medication, everything started making sense, and I started seeing things clearly, and I thought. Okay, now I understand that I do that because of this, so now I can try and overcome that. Even if it takes a little bit of therapy or whatever, you know what I mean? I get a little bit of help, and then I know what obstacles I need to overcome. It's going to take some time, but at least I can sort of manage my life somewhat now, you know what I mean? And my lows, when the the lows hit, I know that they're going to pass, you know what I mean? And there's going to be real good days, so I just need to ride that shit out now, man. But yeah, I I was passed around like therapy, and the thing is where I had no fixed abode, I was passed around therapists and then they would be like, I'd be near on a waiting list, n- nearly nearly at the front, and then, oh, you've moved there, we are. now you've got to go on this waiting list. Oh, it's another eight months. And I wasn't getting seen for like, I was getting seen once or twice in a year and it was just like, mate, I need some real help, you know what I mean? And, and I felt like no one was doing it. So it was more of a, Medicaid was more of a cry for help, innit? It was more of like, someone fucking start listening, man, because we were talking one good <laughs> No, absolutely. And I mean, the thing is, your your experience is probably familiar to to a lot of people and a lot of a lot of listeners listening, actually, because mm. I mean, you know as well as I do that when you're kind of um, uh, on the on the bottom rungs of society, if you like, the provision mm. for mental health services isn't great, and all all they'll do, been them myself, all they do is dump you on tablets, and um, yeah. basically, um, you you there was a line um, in I think it was part one where you said something along the lines of basically like muddying your brain and um, basically they'll shove you on tablets to sedate you and shut you up essentially yeah, is is basically what they do and it's a real yeah. it's a real postcode lottery with that if you live in the wrong postcode like where i live around here um you essentially the postcode becomes a dumping ground for people with mental health issues who have just been yeah. shoved on medication and they get no other support there's a real there's a real sort of class aspects to healthcare in this country um and i think i think you've sort of touched on that quite well in both tracks go on go and grab yourself a tea coffee or if you attend 420 something else because me and Anon will be back with some more chat in a few seconds so like I said they are quite well in my opinion they're very groundbreaking actually in terms of what you've done presenting 
talking about mental health to an audience and in a genre of music which might not not often talk about that and i imagine what's helped with that is a mutual sort of friend of ours um the fantastic Corey johnson from defenders entertainment who who is the label you're you're at um i interviewed Corey a few weeks ago you can check it out it's it's um, um on my podcast links um he's a great guy really lovely guy i had a great time going down to the studio and chatting to him um and he runs such a it's a really progressive kind of record label in terms of the way it deals with artists and and the support and the environment it puts them in i mean how's how's your experience of working with Corey johnson working at and for defenders entertainment how has it been for you because it seems great from my point of view yeah no the studios are good there man the atmosphere is good there do you know what i mean like Trust me, every, every time I've been in there, I've got real creative. Like, it's just a good, positive vibe, you know what I mean? Good place to talk, good atmosphere. It's Yeah, man, it's, it's good. I like it down there, man. I really like it, do you know what I mean? I, 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 like, I like what they do and stuff. I, I like his ambition, do you know what I mean? His ambitions that he's got. I like what he's doing with people, so yeah, man. He is really good. I mean, what I also, what I like about him is he's taken he's taken artists who usually no one would give a shit about and wouldn't sort of get to take a second glance at, and giving them a platform and giving them opportunities to express themselves. And that's that's extremely important at the minute, especially when it comes to grime and drill, because grime and drill is sort of blowing up at the minute. Grime's blown up for a few years, but drill's sort of coming into its own sort of since yeah, last year, that. really. And of course, what's happened is because there's a rise in violent crime in london um as is always the case you can trace it back to sort of jazz in the 1920s to um rock and roll in the 50s to hip-hop in the 80s and 90s via garage now to grime and drill this music is being blamed for the rise in violent crime because young kids shouldn't be talking about their life experience and it's obviously inciting violence yada 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 which you always hear i mean it's always been the case that sort of street music and especially um from ethnic minorities has always been blamed for what's going on in society but i always think people would be wise to this shit now when you get the newspapers and the government going oh drill drill um we should be banning this music and when artists like um skengdo get fucking court orders and get um suspended jail sentences for for the fucking mentioning wrong postcode and mentioning another gang etc etc the music always gets blamed for what are essentially problems with the system and the society we live in um but they that, that don't get talked about but in the age of social media you think it wouldn't wash i mean why why do you think sort of government and the media still gets away with blaming urban music for what's wrong in society how do they still get away with this narrative because it's the government man they fuck they get away with everything man yeah, yeah. like like you said you said it yourself in the question like they've been blaming whatever they can for the problems that are going on in this country when it was rock and roll, it was blaming rock and roll for cocaine and the cocaine epidemic. And it's just anything. As soon as grime was coming up, it was it was because of grime that happy slapping was happening and people kids' phones were getting jacked. Like, do you know what I mean? Now it's drill. It's drills music. Nah, it's just because these kids are talking about what they're living. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're living in the trap, that's all you really know. That's what you can talk about. If you're living in whatever you're doing do you know what i mean if you're a crackhead that's all you can talk about do you know what i mean like yeah. either way like it's vice versa so the the government they get away with everything man fucking ah oh, don't get me started on the government no you can go on get started on the government that's <laughs> part no, of what this podcast is about they do, isn't it? <laughs> like, they do man like they get away with everything and if they want to blame that then they'll get it on the, in the media and then suddenly the whole nation will think it's because of that do you know what i mean so 
And it's infuriating because it, it is literally up and down throughout history, as you as you quite rightly and and well well pointed out about rock and roll and the cocaine epidemic. I mean, it's yeah. just it's just mad, and it, it happens literally throughout history. And we're never wise enough to solve it either. I mean, you'd think by now we would have learned that right. Okay, so they're blaming this music. That means it's actually their fault. Um, but we we don't seem to get to that point at all. But artists like you are extremely good at sort of breaking down stuff and breaking down barriers there's a real there's a good lot of kind of more conscious artists in the sort of drill and grime scene and in the rap scene in this country and also abroad and like reggae music which uh, i have reggae artists on a lot um there's there's good music out there which is trying to change things and you fit in well to that um on that note the sort of the grime and drill scene at the minute some of it's there is some conscious stuff out there and there's artists who are doing good things like um skengdo who i mentioned like drill ministers another one who's really just, who's drill yeah. is really 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 good friend of this show he's great i like him a lot um yeah. a guy called marcy phonics who i've had on before he's he's tackling some stuff head-on um uk hip-hop you got the likes of loki um who blew up a couple of months ago when he dropped his first track off his new album um all these conscious is doing sort of good stuff with the music um but as i said you're kind of exception to that with you talking about mental health specifically i mean mm-hmm. do you think artists especially sort of drill and grime artists need to be doing more to kind of raise awareness of of mental health issues but of sort of politics and social issues more broadly is there more they can be doing with their music would you like to see um i don't know man like like you say there are people that are doing it you know what i mean there's people that are doing bits i mean and I think, like, I don't know, like, each artist is their own artist, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Only, only they'll talk about what, and they'll, they'll like, disclose what they want to disclose. Do you know what I mean? Like, everyone's their own person. Like, the reason I'm so open with mine is because I knew that's what I needed at the time. And I think sometimes, like, if, if some artists would, would look at, yo, what did I need at the time, at, at some point in my life? Do you know what I mean? Why did I look to music? Do you know what I mean? To help me for shit. Because that's, 90, 99% of the time, that's why people are in music, because... Because they look at, they, you know what I mean? It's their life. They, they, they look for it for like, to help them through shit. And that's why, that's why now I make my music to help people going through mental health because that's what I needed at the time. Do you know what I mean? So I think if like, if these other artists kind of think, ah, oh, do you know what we need is this. Let me try and make this to make, you know what I mean? Because some big artists have got such a, such an impact on the nation that they could make one song that could literally make everyone talk about some shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but but they don't. They just they just make stuff about summer bangers just just to get more streams or something. And I just think all you need to do is make one tune just to raise some awareness about some shit, you know. But we're on a journey there, man. We're gonna try and get there, and and, and we'll keep doing it. Do you know what I mean? We'll keep doing what we do. And- yeah, but that's is that that is exactly my point. You nailed it. Where you, as you quite rightly say, if some of these artists just did literally one track, um, yeah. which was something more conscious or something about a specific political point or political message, literally, th- th- shit could change very quickly if if more artists were doing that instead of, as you say, summer bangers with a fucking mm. Afro beat kind of hook yeah, to them yeah. and blah 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 blah. I mean, you you say again. I'm going off sort of. Um, no, go on. I'm going go on. going off going off my list of questions <laughs> here, but um, I mean, you say obviously you, you did sort of medicated and medicated part two, but you, I mean your stuff about um, cannabis is also quite politicised. I mean, you did like I mentioned earlier on the track 420 um, about that. It's a highly sort of 
well, it's only controversial because the media and the government make it controversial, but okay, it's an important subject in this mm. country um, that mm. everyone's kind of skirting around the issue of and everyone's afraid to address. But uh, so, I mean, 420 was a sort of pretty politically charged track. Is that, is sort of cannabis and the whole um, demonization of it and the nonsense that surrounds how it's damaging yeah. and all, it, it, this is bad for people's mental health and all this crap? Yeah. Um, it, that's obviously something which is your big on as well talking about yeah yeah for real man like now big up the dank community every time 420 all day every day come on but yeah no 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 i fucking mate i've smoked for 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 a while man and the time when i did come off and stop smoking it just like my borderline was so much more erratic like and then when i was smoking it was just a lot more smoother. Like, I, I was trying to explain it to, to, to one of my therapists once, and I was like, it's literally like a heartbeat. Like, do you know what I mean? Where it's just, it's a nice, steady pace when I'm when I'm, when I'm on a smoke, and, and I've had a little smoke to just chill myself out. The minute I don't, or I'm going about it for a few days, I start noticing that just like this all of a sudden, and it's just like staying up here, and then it's dropping down here. So I'm just, nah, nah, nah. Yeah, I have my little smoke, and yeah, I think it should just be legalized. And they're doing it right in LA right now, man. They're doing it right in 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 the states. Do you know what I mean? State by state, they're just that they're they're decriminalizing it, man. And do you know what I mean? They're making it for what's the word medicinal? Yeah, medicinal purposes. Yeah, and that's that's how you know. I mean, there's CBD buds now, like in shops in in the UK that you can get it. You know, but. I mean, and and I I break that. Do you know what I mean? Because that it, it's more like a muscle relaxant. So I mean, it just chills you out a little bit. So it does help your anxieties and stuff like that. But I like the flavors in that as well. When it come on. <laughs> 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 obviously i can possibly comment about what flavors are listeners i know nothing about um cookies and cream and all that <laughs> stuff uh, and whatever else is going around uh, <laughs> I, I i don't actually smoke i don't i don't smoke it um it's it um i used to I, everyone who knows me knows i used to smoke it um but i don't smoke it anymore because uh, i'm alcoholic oh. i've been dry for three years um oh man and i don't like um i don't touch anything as an addict i'm like no nah, i'm just gonna i'm just gonna stick cigarettes but obviously I totally support legalising cannabis um, and I think it's an important topic another important topic because as you say because of the medicinal stuff so and yeah 420 is great um, what happens there every year I should recommend listeners to check it out anyway just to wrap up um, Anon so what you told me off air and I was like no no tell me when we're recording um, what has 2019 got in store for you for the rest of the year oh, yeah. so we've got yes. medicated and medicated part two what else is coming up please um, so I've got the EP diagnosed hey. and that's, um, that's basically about finally being diagnosed, having this li- weight lifted. Like I said to you, like, it's just, it's mainly a load of just, it's, well, it's six tracks just telling you about me in it. It's just a little introduction about me at the same time. I'm working on like a, f- a few, a few other tracks, which, uh, and videos and stuff like that, which we're just doing on the side at the moment to just drop like alongside all of that so yeah man just just loads of music it's going to be constant now it's going to be constant now and when is the ep going to drop uh we're looking at next month i think is it soon is it yeah 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 soon yeah yeah it's already it's done it's done it's been done for a long time about eight nine months now it's been done yeah and i've got got about 30 40 tracks just sat there 
ready. Bloody so. hell, okay. Well, no. tell Corey from me that he needs to pull his finger out of his ass and get it, get it released. <laughs> All right. We'll <laughs> and on it has been i really enjoyed chatting to you it's been great um, um speaking to you you're such a talented artist i, I think what you're doing is Appreciate absolutely it, brilliant um you're really 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 good and i'm so looking forward to the ep will you please come back on when you drop that and we will oh, yeah. discuss the ep at length 100 percent, man 100 percent. nice one excellent for the minute and on thank you so much for coming on the podcast love my boy take care man what an amazing guy Anon is. I really enjoyed ta- chatting to him. And I think he's brilliant in terms of the fact he is breaking down these barriers between topics which might not always be discussed in certain genres of music and the fact he's bringing them out in the open. It's absolutely brilliant. And here is one of the medicated tracks. This is the first one, medicated part one. It's absolutely stunning. All power to the grind violinist as well for getting involved. So here it is, medicated by Anon the Artist. Since day one, they said I was crazy twisted Couldn't be a sicker guy, constantly judging my brethren's drifted Self-destructive, so reluctant to accept I was mentally shifted They say that I'm borderline, bro Apparently they put a label on this shit Psychopath, sociopath, suicidal, yeah, that's what they say Call me weak, you ain't even last an hour, don't let alone a day Look, I'm a fighter though, but that's what I want you to know The other personal shit that I wrote in my suicide note, it just ain't for show Look, where do I start? How do you wanna see into the heart? How do you wanna see into the soul with no light feared, constantly dark? My story ain't like yours, bruv My story ain't got three parts I've got that middle and ending sorted childhood's death See, I had no start Mentally blocked, mentally scarred, mentally fucked up So many mental mentalities that the fatalities to get blocked up. I get past round therapists, one to the next, on to the next Next time that it's on to the next, let's cut to our meds and it's on to the death bed Is it serious now? But where my neck, yeah, it's serious now Plans to die a regular occurrence, nightly bro, so it's serious now Don't look so surprised, I know you can't see in the eyes I was always the one with the banner, now it's just hatred and therapy ties Yeah Look Had to get this out, I don't deal with the punks, I don't deal with them Ashton Kutchers. That trouble they're causing beef, people are starting to call me the butchers. I might sell to the gangsters. And that's it. This very special episode of Top Long Caged is done. I'd like to thank my fantastic guest, the sensational Anomni Artist. You can follow him on Twitter. It's at Anon underscore the underscore artist. As always, behind the scenes, thank you to the love of my life, the gorgeous Nicola Jeffrey. Follow her on Twitter. It's at Nicola C. Jeffrey. My man behind the booth, sounds engineer Gav Pause. Follow him on Twitter. It's at Pause with a Z Radio. And my in-house singer, it's Ray Star Music. Follow her on Twitter. It's at Ray underscore Star 113. Thank you to the Canary for uncaging me. I will see you again soon. Uncaged.